You're listening to Illuminate Your Practice, a podcast designed for docs on a mission to align their life and practice. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Wick. I'm a practicing chiropractor, CEO, mom boss, and interior design junkie. I've worked with hundreds of DCs to grow their practices with patients they love, teams that are loyal, and profits that continue to grow. I think we can all agree that your practice isn't truly thriving until your life and business are coexisting in harmony. So if you're ready to bring your whole self to practice, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Illuminate Your Practice. So excited that you are here with me today. So I am going to, if you've been tuning in the last few episodes, you know that I am starting an awesome new venture. And because I am in design and aesthetic brain, I have decided I'm going to chat a little bit more about some specific things I personally think it's great to keep in mind when you are designing the physical space of your office. I will do my best to chat a little bit about specifics that we did here in our new office. In fact, down in the show notes, we'll put some pictures or at least a link to somewhere you can view some pictures and some video of my office space that we have been in for a little over a year. But I have been pretty obsessed with making things look a certain way from the time I started my practice in 2007. Now, design style and sense and particular nature has changed a lot since 2007. You know, my original office was like terracotta walls and it had a big like nature mural with a river because my practice is called River Shores Chiropractic. It was earth tones because that was in in 2007. And then, you know, it's had a few different iterations over the years. What happened is I started out with about, I think it was a right around 1500 square feet, like 14, 1500 square feet. And then let's see, it would have been Four years into practice, I brought on an independent contractor and we didn't have enough space between the two of us. And then I also had different health providers renting for me at the time. So little sidebar tip. Initially, if you have too much space that you can't fill, you can't use, then definitely renting to massage therapists, acupuncturists, you know, holistic health professionals can be a really great way. It's a great like symbiotic relationship. But getting back to it, I expanded my first location when I brought on that independent contractor and we expanded to 3,300 square feet. And now in this current iteration in our own building, I have 5,400 square feet. I have zero intention of ever leaving this building, but I will say when I built out the 3,300 square feet, I was confident I would never need to leave there. And so therefore I signed too long of a lease. So there you go. Another sidebar tidbit. Don't sign really long leases. (laughs) It's another one. All right. So I'm going to start with some ideas for you. And I want to work from outside of your space to inside. So the first thing I want to cover is signage. I think it's really key that you think through what type of signage you would like to have in order for it to be reflective of your brand. Now, oftentimes, obviously, outside, 
you really typically don't have a ton of option to do additional signage aside from like your logo, however that main sign is going to be found. But what I can tell you is inside, there is lots of opportunity to make signage your own. And I'm going to really encourage that. Obviously, having kind of like a business branding moment where you have your logo behind the desk is fantastic for a million reasons that we probably don't need to get into. It's common sense, right? But one of the cool things that we have done in both our old location and here is we've just taken some of our favorite chiropractic quotes or epigrams or you know other things. We even like brought them down to more bite-sized pieces as well as our tagline. And we have highlighted those throughout the practice. I am obsessed with quotes. Again, if you've listened for a while, you know, for sometimes when I plan ahead enough, I have a quote to share with you at the end of an episode. But I just feel like, you know, short quotes have such an impact. And so, you know, some signage options are, you know, putting quotes that are meaningful to you or little tidbits about chiropractic that are meaningful to you on vinyl, on the wall. At the old practice, I got custom wood signs with, you know, white vinyl quotes on them that we then kind of rotated around through the room so that there were different chiropractic quotes in different areas of the office at different times throughout the year. So signage is a really, in my mind, great way to educate people inside the practice. And it also allows you to really express yourself from a branding potential. So like we have our tagline right now in super big, like 3D acrylic, right when you walk into our front door, it's a statement piece. And I, you know, myself and my awesome marketing director who helped me with this, we kind of designed it to be something that really is memorable right when you first walk in. We also have a custom vinyl wall graphic that is over some faux brick look paneling in our main adjusting area that says healing is an inside job. And it's giant. It like takes up the entire wall. And that's also one of my favorite moments in the practice design aesthetically, just because it's another great way for people to see something that at least just makes them think or reminds them that they're in the right place, which is my big thing when it comes to design for a practice. So that's signage. Number two is layout. And let's actually, this wasn't planned, but let's back up one second and also quickly talk about location. Choosing a location for your practice can be daunting. In fact, I've had several docs reach out to me just in the last few months that are either starting up new from a different position or they're going to be graduating as students and they're trying to figure out their location. I definitely think if you can be in a more visible area of your town, it does matter. Now, initially when I opened, I was like, nobody chooses their chiropractor by seeing a sign, you know? And so my first location was tucked back in an area that had an apartment building and some condos and it had like a satellite YMCA. So it didn't have zero traffic, but it wasn't like the main area of my town or one of them. And I obviously still did fantastic and we grew and we thrived to that location. 
But now being in a more visible spot, I can tell you there is a difference. So if you are considering location, I wouldn't, if you are just starting out and financial stuff is a concern, I definitely would not sacrifice your profitability for the sake of location. But if you have the option to have something with a little bit more visibility, then definitely choose that. Okay. But getting back to my number two point of layout, this is a really personal decision. So I'm not going to spend a ton of time here today. I am going to encourage you if you are trying to choose a location, choose a layout, I'm going to really encourage you to go physically look at a bunch of other practices. Look at their layout, look at their flow, ask if you can shadow. I think it's really, really helpful for you to see it with your own eyes. So that way you can determine how much space you need for each type of thing in the practice and where that space should go in order for it to flow adequately. This is also something you can certainly ask about in our free Facebook group. I know most chiropractors are often really willing to share their floor plans. So you can always ask for people to share floor plans so that you can get an idea of what works for them. I'm a big proponent of semi-open adjusting. We moved to that here in this new building. And not only has it been really helpful for patient flow and for patients themselves, but it's just helpful for our energy. It kind of keeps everything more light and airy and fun and it really prevents us from feeling like we're kind of stuck, which is what, in my mind, what closed door adjusting can do. Number three is flooring. So this is, in my mind, this is the first place that you can really start to think about your design aesthetic. Flooring, and then the next one is paint colors. These two things, in my opinion, are something that will allow you to explore your creativity make a statement about your brand. And obviously they also need to be functional and they need to be you know, easy to maintain. So I would really encourage you as someone who just has a hobby in design, I'd really encourage you to stick with more neutral flooring, something that is not, like I said, it's easy to maintain. So something that's gonna be easy to clean, it's gonna be able to manage high traffic, It's going to have good longevity. So in our old practice, we had commercial carpet, which is always the most cost-effective thing to do in a commercial space. But commercial carpet is generally ugly. (laughs) It is very difficult to find beautiful commercial carpet. And it also, in a high-traffic practice, is not going to last you a long time. We replaced our carpet three times over the course of me being in that old location, which was about 13 years or so. So I really am going to encourage you to do some sort of hard surface. We have found that LVP, so luxury vinyl plank, is re- has really been the best for us. It's easy to clean. It's easy to maintain. It's durable. It's going to last me a really long time. One other thing to consider if you do like click down floor, laminate or something like that, sound can be a really big problem with that as well as, you know, anything that's glued down is going to be better long-term as far as durability than anything that's floating. And I really want you to think about when you're thinking of the aesthetics of your practice and the functionality, I want you to remember that things will scale. 
And oftentimes they might scale beyond what you ever expected. I am absolutely in that boat. So I made decisions, you know, earlier on when it came to my old location that in retrospect, I obviously kicked myself. So that's the whole point of this episode is I don't want you to forget that things can change really rapidly when it comes to the traffic um, that is going in and out of your practice. So LVP would be my recommendation, and that will give you a lot more longevity. Then paint colors, choose light and airy. If you have a different design sense, that's awesome. But here's why I think it's really important to just have light and airy paint. You then can do whatever you want on the walls when it comes to obviously like chiropractic art or just general like wall decor. If you have light paint colors that are relatively neutral, you should not have to continue to paint over and over because things evolved. And so again, I learned this the hard way. I went relatively kind of like earthy and bold in my first two iterations and then having to go back and paint all of that and change it and whatnot, it's not enjoyable. So literally you could have white walls. It is not bad to have white walls. If you especially are talking to your painter about what finish, because if you have a family practice, there's going to be all kinds of little fingers on your walls. And so it is important to think about how your paint is is going to last. But if you stick to, again, those light neutral colors, you can change things up on the walls regularly, which in my mind is also really awesome from a design perspective to keep things fresh and different and interesting for your patients. It's really helpful because it, in my mind, it creates a more homey feeling. So I love when they come in and all of a sudden in the last few weeks, we actually have brand new family testimonials on our walls. So we have super big canvases from Smallwoods with beautiful family pictures of families in the practice. And then some quotes that we kind of pulled out of their longer testimonials to highlight on the walls. Those are the types of things that you would see in someone's home. They would put a big canvas of their family up on their wall. And so being able to change and rotate those things immediately puts a patient at ease when they come into your space. They feel like it is their home away from home. It helps them get to a place of healing because it feels as an extension of their home and it's so much more comfortable. So sticking with those light, easy paint colors is a great little hack. In fact, this is what I do in my home as well. You know, I do have a few areas that have more of a statement wall or whatnot, and that's always super fun. But again, especially if you're starting out and you don't have a ton of money to invest, you can absolutely paint your entire practice the same light, easy color, and then just make statements with wall decor pieces that are easier to change out and adapt as you have a different financial situation. All right, next one is your front desk. So in many cases, this is going to be the first impression. I do think it's really great to make sure that your front desk is pretty visible from front door to front desk. In fact, I went as far as, you know, one of my really close Cairo friends had built a beautiful office in North Dakota 
a few years ahead of when we built this office, when we renovated. And like, I went as far as to hold up my phone on FaceTime with him and like walk and stand where patients, I think I thought would be at our potential front desk location and chat with him about like the sight line between the front desk and the front door. Because it's important when you think of the experience that they are going to have in the practice, you want them to initially have eye contact with someone and a greeting. So your front desk location is the first thing that you should think through. The aesthetic and function are obviously equally important. So again, having a statement piece in your front desk with the aesthetic, I think is really helpful. It's a memorable little snapshot that a patient will think of when they think of your practice. And so I wanted our current version to be just warm and inviting. So we actually have raw wood. So it doesn't have any stain. It just has a really light sealant on it. And it's knotty alder. I did it in like a shiplap version all on the front of our desk. So it's super warm. And again, it creates that home type environment. It's something that will be memorable, but also is something that, you know, someone would potentially see on the front of their bar at home or as a statement wall. And so creating a memorable moment with your front desk is key. And then as far as layout of it and, you know, function, we really find that RCAs like to have the sit to stand option. Now, I didn't want to have like big clunky, like sit to stand, you know, the things that go up and down that didn't fit in my design vibe. So what I did is I just created taller counters, which also allows for better interaction and better eye contact between our front desk and our patients as they're coming in. And then I just got really beautiful counter stools. So they have counter stools that have backs that are, you know, really the best ergonomically friendly yet beautiful counter stools I could find. And so that allows them, if they want to stand, they can just move their stool away and they can stand. And if they want to sit, obviously they can bring it back. So that option can be really helpful just to ensure I have seen a lot of offices where the desk is seated only. And so therefore the CA is always seated and it creates a different energetic vibe when you are being greeted, when something is happening as far as interaction or you need to talk about something over the desk. It's so much easier to stand. So that would be a big one I would suggest. And then also don't forget that things are going to scale. So you need to have at least two stations at your front desk, unless you know that you love like having a a specific set point of patient visits per week is kind of your thing. Like you know you're never gonna, you know, scale or add more hours or add more docs, then obviously you could definitely get away with just having one station. But we currently created three stations in the practice we're in now. And same thing. So I designed this practice at this point, it would be I guess about two years ago. And so just in that short time, at this point, I really wish I had made four, four stations. So have at least two 
And even if that additional area where you would put another station is used for something else until you have another person physically there, that's great. But just when you're designing your front desk, make sure that you are thinking through having at least two areas where it would be easy for a patient to talk to two separate CAs so that you can create better flow and keep things moving easier. We already kind of touched on the next one I have written down is chiropractic art and more inspiration and things on the walls. I think you have heard me chat a little bit about what I think is important already. But again, this is a great conversation to bring to the Facebook group. You can always ask for pictures of other people's offices. People generally love to show off their offices. Little shout out to honestly, like my favorite chiropractic education company on as far as wall decor right now is Park Avenue Prince by far. We'll put her info down below in the show notes. You know, this is not an affiliate situation. This is just, I literally have her stuff on the walls and that her stuff is the only non-custom stuff that we have right now on the walls. Everything else we have on the walls is custom and I like it that way. I have found over the years that having larger statement pieces is more of my vibe and you know, having a lot of things on the walls that are very complicated from a chiropractic perspective. We would love to think that people are reading that stuff when they are here. And in some cases they do, but I would never want you to prioritize only having that type of stuff on your walls because it, A, negates that homey environment that I think is so vital. And it, B, pigeonholes you with your other expression. So it ends up being kind of a moot point. So pick and choose some chiropractic pieces that you think are more simple, easy to understand. They don't have tons and tons going on on that, you know, poster, wall decor, whatever it may be. And then figure out some other things that you can do that feel really specific to the brand that you want to create. That's going to be really helpful for you. Last two things are just family practice specific. If you are going to be having kids in your practice, if you're going to be having young families in your practice, it's really important for you to think about the children's experience inside the four walls of your practice. So do you have areas where they can sit and they can do something fun? Do you have areas where they know that they can, toys are there for them? They can use them, they can put them back, they can be self-sufficient. Are you thinking about what is at their eye level? So even the function, I can tell you when we moved here, we have a stair staircase that goes up and down right in the middle of our like flow area. And I was really concerned about getting like baby gates so that toddlers wouldn't fall down the stairs. So it's important for you to think about everything at their level. We also baby proof. So we have outlet covers in a lot of our outlets. And, you know, a lot of the things that you would do at home, I think are good to replicate when it comes to kids in the practice. We never buy toys that make noise. If they do make noise, we don't put batteries in them. All of those little things are important. And I have always found it's really nice to have a few adjusting areas that are large enough where you can put a little like play set or table and chairs. So we have kitchen sets in both of our family adjusting rooms. 
And those are so helpful. And we have a table and chair set in our larger one. So when we have a family that has more, you know, a bunch of younger kids, it's easy for us to put them in there. They're content. That way mom and dad have a much easier time getting adjusted. So just think about what's happening at their level. How are you going to make it safe? How are you going to make it fun? How are you going to make it entertaining? And then all the way down to even your tables. So if you're going to have a family practice with lots of kids, I would really discourage you from having high lows or even having vertilift tables. We had vertilift tables for a little bit. At least two of our tables were that. And we had multiple times where kids like had issues with the buttons or getting their arm in a place it shouldn't be and whatnot. And it's just not worth it. So the less bells and whistles you can have, the less motorized components, the less cords, all of that. I think it's really important for you to think through that. And then with the family practice vibe, also just thinking about not only does everything need to be appealing from a design perspective, it also is really helpful for you to think about ease for parents. So for instance, our family adjusting rooms are the first two rooms. They're a straight shot and they do have doors so that, again, if we have toddlers, we can shut a door. <laughs> and it's we have to have that. If we had all open adjusting with no doors, like n- nothing that could actually keep a toddler in, parents would be consistently running after their toddlers. And, we, and that's hard and exhausting. So how can you make life easier for parents? You know, are the front doors wide enough and easy to get in for a stroller when people have multiples? That's a thing. <laughs> you know, it are again, are the floors easy to navigate for a stroller or for young kids where if they do fall, you know, they're not going to really injure themselves because like you have concrete floorless, you know, let's say. So just really putting some time and energy and thought into how to make things easy for the parents and the families and the practice from a layout perspective is also extraordinarily helpful in my mind. So there you have it. Some really quick tips about how to aesthetically make things memorable for your practice, how to make them functional. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. So if you have questions by all means, bring them to the free Facebook group. You can totally tag me in there. If you want to show me pictures of like current space or if you're trying to do a remodel or anything like that, I live for this stuff, you guys. So (laughs) just by all means, I would love to see your spaces and, you know, have that conversation happen consistently over there in the group. So have a fantastic rest of your day. Have some fun illuminating your practice this week. Think forward to how you can create a design moment that speaks to your character, your aesthetic, and is also going to make the patient feel right at home in the process. Talk to you soon. Have a great one. 